the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. And for the first time this year, the Royals overcome a three-run deficit. They were down four to one before the big five-run fifth inning as KC moves to 18 and eight against teams under 500, defeating Boston 7-4 in the second game of three at Kauffman Stadium and setting up a rubber match for Father's Day. As I welcome you into another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, it's Devo on your dish, where the Royals have parlayed their 18-8 thrashing of sub-500 teams into their current record of 39-26, and as the Royals now have an exact 600 winning percentage. It's kind of nice to just sit there and look at it. I advise you to get on MLB.com, click on standings, and just just stare at the 39 to 26 and the .600. It's a pretty sight. It's just a nice whole number. Really like that. The Royals now three and a half ahead of Minnesota, six and a half ahead of Detroit. And we'll tell you what tomorrow means for the homestand in a minute, as well as preview that game and break this one down. We'll even peek a little bit ahead at the upcoming road trip. But first, our player of the game tonight, Bobblehead night, Mike Moustakis with a big two for three night, a double and two RBIs. Moose ties his teammate, Eric Hosmer, across the diamond, now with five player of the games here on Clubhouse Conversation. That is tied for the most on the team. Moose and Hosmer now with five. And yeah, Moose, the double, a couple RBIs. But there was a lot of Royals of big nights. I considered giving it to the birthday boy, Kendris Morales, who tonight cranked his third birthday home run of his career. Can somebody lie to that guy and tell him it's his birthday every day? I mean, that was a huge home run. Probably the biggest you know, head of the game right there. Putting Casey ahead for good and capping off that five-run fifth inning, breaking the tie. It's Morales' eighth home run of the season. There was a runner on, of course, two outs off of Rick Porcello. And going all up and down the lineup, another nice night for Alcides Escobar. A couple of hits, a run at an RBI. Salvi gets the Royals on the board. With his team leading 11th home run, a solo shot in the second that tied the game. And even a couple of the whipping boys from the fan base. Alex Rios starting to heat up a little bit. Two for three with a couple of runs. That's good to see. And Omar Infante continues to get things going in a positive direction over the last five, six days. One for four with a run. Overall, the Royals, two with runners in scoring position. Got some big hits tonight. Four for ten. And the big hits highlighted by the home run by Morales. That was what they couldn't get going last night. Had runners all over the place last night. Did the Royals leaving eight on. Just couldn't get that big hit. Tonight they did and put up that big crooked number. I also want to give some credit to the rally protein bar that I broke out. If you're on my Twitter, at Royals Clubhouse, went ahead and put a picture of the rally protein bar right before the bottom of the fifth. Just had a feeling the Royals were going to break out in that inning. Just just had just one of those nights. I just knew they were going to win this game, even when it was 4-1. to one. I was tweeting, telling you a big inning was coming. I got the protein bar out to rally us. Bam! The rally protein bar, dude, the quest bars, they always work out. So let's give them all the credit. Let's not give the Royals' offense any credit. Let's not give Rick Porcello any credit for making bad pitches. It was all the protein bar, all right? But getting back to be serious, even with the throwing error that was mixed in there in that fifth inning, which, by the way, injured Pablo Sandoval. We don't know how much yet, but it did not look good for him. Even with that, all six of the runs still ended up being earned for Rick Barcelo. Five innings, six runs on eight hits, a couple of hits, or excuse me, a couple of strikeouts and a couple of walks. Porcello now has lost six straight starts. Do we feel bad for him? No, we don't. Remember, he was the one yapping at James Shields from the Tigers' dugout last year. 
talk, talk, talk during some of those games and a long-time royal nemesis. So, no, we don't feel bad for him at all. And the Royals could have done even more off Porcello when you look back. Uh, had things not gone the way I thought they would and the way they did, maybe this dish would have been a bit different. I mean, we're still going to talk about this stuff. We're not going to turn our eyes and ignore things. That's one thing I try to be objective about here is, is tell you everything. And there were some bad things in this game tonight, namely on the bases. First inning, a completely horrible double steal attempt by Eric Hosmer with Lorenzo Kane uh, at third. They throw through and get Kane easily at home plate with Kendrys Morales hitting. Your RBI guy, your money guy, a guy who always hits on his birthday. So that Royals ran into it out there and completely ended that inning. And then in the third inning, the one-out single by Alcides Escobar on the bloop job. And then Moose's double would have easily scored Escobar. The throw is up the, the first baseline. And even without that, he still probably makes it. Escobar was even with third before the cutoff throw was even caught. So, I mean, I think he would have, he would have definitely score because of the throw that we got. But probably you send him there, I think. He, he, you know, But Mike Gershley's had five guys thrown out at home plate, and there's only one out, you know, and you've you got the middle of the order there. So I understand it. I mean, I get it, not sending him. But then, staying with base running, ill-advised by Escobar, the next hitter there. He gets caught off third on Kane's ground ball to shortstop Brock Holt. Gets in the rundown, but not... Long enough for Kane to get to second. Kane steals it anyways, but then Eric Hosmer, a big-time pitch. The best pitch Porcello threw all night, the tailing fastball that came over the inside and back into the middle of play to get him looking. That was a great pitch by Porcello there, by the way. Speaking of Kane, he did have three steals tonight. So overall, great night for the Royals offensively. Extra base hits were there, the doubles, the home runs. The Royals stole some bases. Even Alex Rios got in on a steal brigade tonight, swapping a bag. And the Royals walked a few times. Nothing really bad tonight. It is all good offensively. I Just the, the base running, obviously, is something that wasn't thrilling at certain times, but luckily didn't come back to bite the Royals in the end. Now, pitching-wise, the Royals got a mediocre start from Edson Volquez, and that's what his line showed, and that's what it was. It was a legit line tonight. Because while there was some bad luck, like Mookie Betts scoring on, uh, you know, from second base was running in the fifth there, and the two-run fifth inning scores on a routine ground ball, well, routine chopper in front of the plate. Salvador Perez throws to first, and before he can get back and cover home, Betts is already there sliding in safely. Is there such a thing as a routine chopper in front of home plate? I guess that, that's what that would be called. I don't know. Anyway, heads up play there. I didn't think it was anything to do with the Royals there. I mean, that was just bad luck, and it was a nice play. It was a nice play by Betts. Tip your cap on that one. You know, Salvi couldn't have done much there. He made up his mind to go all the way home, and he did. It was a big-time play by Betts, who's been a thorn in the Royals' side in this series. So that was bad luck. And then, of course, right after that, the second run of that fifth inning was the broken bat hit that was about five inches off the plate where Hanley Ramirez just threw his hands at it, got a little contact, snapped the bat, got a bloop hit and an RBI. So that was bad luck. But then again, you had some good luck with Pablo Sandoval crushing a ball to end that same inning that Eric Hosmer made a diving stab on that saved at least one more run. So there was that. There was a couple, another ball that next inning that was crushed that could have easily been a home run. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it evened out. It was a legit line. Volquez, five and a third, four runs on eight hits, couple of walks. No strikeouts. So it wasn't missing any bats tonight, which is obviously not a good thing. And the Royals bullpen, their usual selves, especially HDH. But let's not overlook, and people will, but let's let's go back to that sixth inning. To me, next to the Morales home run, that bottom of the sixth was the second most important part of the game. I mean, 
Volquez comes out after struggling in that fifth, gets the first out, but then Alejandro Deaza with the triple. So you've got a runner at third with one out. Ned goes to the bullpen and brings in the lefty, Franklin Morales, to face the switch hitter, Sandy Leon, which is a good move since he's one for 16 now in the year against lefties and strikes out. Leon does Morales and then brings in, does Ned, brings in uh, Matson, who strikes out Mookie Betts. Now, that's huge. The Royals have a two-run lead at that point. If you give up one right there, you know, you're, you're back to walking on eggshells again. And who knows what else happens. If, if they get another base runner on, maybe the whole inning changes, maybe more runs score. So just want to say that we got to give Morales and, and Matson their props tonight. And also Ned. You know, Ned deserves credit for that right there. For going to the lefty against the switch and then going to get for the hot hitter, you know, going to get Matson for the righty there. Both guys got the job done. Ned, flawless with the pitching tonight. Left Volquez in the perfect amount of time, got him out at the perfect time. And I've been saying all year, Ned has improved tenfold on that all season. It's not just because the Royals are winning games. That's not true. It's the fact that he's making the right moves. I mean, I know that sounds stupid. You're like, well, he's making the right moves because they're winning, Davo. But that's true. But he's a lot quicker, a lot more proactive this year in his moves. He's you know not throwing out Jeremy Guthrie and Jason Vargas for those sixth and seventh innings sometimes. Pinch hitting for Edinson Volquez the other day in Milwaukee after five fairly effective innings. Getting Chris Young out before he gets north of 90 pitches and starts to lead more pitches up. On and on. He's done a very nice job. Getting you know Ventura out after three innings against Cleveland the other day on that Saturday afternoon when he was struggling and throwing a lot of pitches and mentioning not in it. On and on. Ned's done a great job this year with the starting pitching and the bullpen. So nice job there. So where does that put us in this homestand? We, we said coming in 3-2 and two was the goal, the, the, the minimum goal. The Royals have that now. They're 3-1. and one. Four and one's a great homestand. You go four and one, uh, you know that's what you, that's great. Teams go three and two or four and one on this homestand. The Royals have done that. You want to see them come out and go for the jugular tomorrow. A four and one homestand gets you back to fourteen over your high water mark again. Would be awesome before you go on a nine-game, ten-day road trip. Now, so either way, the Royals have a good homestand. Three and two is a good homestand. Four and one is a great homestand. I believe the Royals can get it done tomorrow, but I do think it's a toss-up game. It won't be easy. Lefty Wade Miley six and six with the four eight eight against righty Chris Young six and two with the one nine eight. Uh, Miley coming up six and a third, two runs and five hits against Atlanta. So a nice outing before. Two starts ago was not good on a couple of factors. First of all, on the field, Miley allowed five runs and nine hits in four innings. And he got in that shouting match with John Farrell when being relieved in the dugout, showing his own manager up. I don't know why you would when you've given up five runs in four innings. So the start before that was not good at all for Miley, both on and off the field. Last start was good. We'll see what the Royals are able to do against him on a very hot day tomorrow. Royals 9 for 34 lifetime against him, the current guys. One home runs by Salvi Perez. Will, will Perez be in the lineup again tomorrow? Day game after a night game? You bet you. You know, you bet he will. <laughs> Especially since he's the only guy with a home run there. Chris Young, of course, back-to-back outings of no runs allowed against Milwaukee and Minnesota. That covers 13 and a third. Current Red Sox are 15 for 59. Only home run was David Ortiz. By the way, give David Ortiz some credit for that ejection tonight. That was impressive. We've seen a couple of those in the last week between him and Torrey Hunter. You know, some more, you know, theatrics. That becomes funny when your team is winning. There was too many years where the Royals were the frustrated team that was getting a bad strike call against them and were the ones getting ejected, and that made it worse, and you didn't think it was very funny. You were angry about it. You know, being on the other side is sure nice, isn't it? So a real quick peek at the road trip. You've got 
Nine games, three with Seattle, Oakland, and we'll finally see Houston. And we'll Seattle, too, for the first time. But Houston as well at the back end of this road trip. I'm excited to see them. Are they for real? We're going to find out. But Seattle, we'll look at the first two teams here. Houston's still a ways away. Seattle, 31-37 and 37 on the year. And like I told you the other day from talking to a friend who covers the Mariners, Lloyd McClendon, players don't like him. It's not a fun clubhouse to be in, not a fun dugout to be in, not a fun team to be on. So the Royals should be able to hopefully take advantage against Seattle. We'll talk more about that, obviously, coming up after the series is over. And then Oakland, 30-41, and 41, playing a little bit better as of late, still awful. Billy Butler's having a horrible year, by the way. We'll get more into that as well as the week goes on. So uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow's kind of a gravy game. Again, you really want to win it, though. You want to keep stockpiling these wins. You want to beat these bad teams while they're down and stay hot as long as you can. You want to win at home in front of another sellout tomorrow. The Royals, by the way, they're 11th sellout tonight. Tomorrow will be 12. And, you know, lack of off days, second half, different injuries we've already seen with decimating this team. They really have. I mean, decimate's a strong word because the Royals have been able to overcome it, but I mean, it almost has been a decimate job when you think about it. Think about the injuries we've had this year. Escobar with the Brett Lowry stuff. Moustakis was on, you know, on the bereavement list for a few games. Infante missed about five games, the string groin. Medlin's been out, obviously. Hochaver's been out for part of the year. Duffy's been on the DL. Ventura's been on the DL. Vargas has been on the DL. Rios broke his hand. On and on and on. Salvador Perez, a concussion. I mean, so the Royals have had a number of injuries. Suspension. So you, you never know when those are going to come back again. You never know when you're going to get in a cold stretch. You never know when somebody's going to go on a, you know, 15 out of 18 stretch behind you. So keep stockpiling those wins. Let's get greedy and try to go 4-1 and one tomorrow. And we'll talk to you again with more. More interviews, too, by the way. Another 2015 draft pick joins us tomorrow night. Be looking for that. A very high draft pick is your hint. Who am I talking about? You'll enjoy this one coming up tomorrow. We'll have Dusty Hughes on this week. Hunting down Tony Muser soon. So lots of stuff coming up here for fun on Clubhouse Conversation, the place for Royals. Thanks so much for listening. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon.